and welcome to the Hindu's Parley podcast. Today we are going to be discussing the Education Ministry's new coaching guidelines. These were issued uh, considering the spate of uh, student suicide cases, fire incidents, a lack of infrastructure and con- complaints about the methodologies of teaching the government says that this has been engaging their attention and so they have come out with these guidelines to discuss this on parley today we have vimala ramachandran who has been engaged in research on elementary and secondary education for four decades especially focused on gender and equity issues education policy and teacher motivation she was the professor of teacher management and development at the national institute of educational planning and administration We also have with us Arjun Mohan, the India CEO of Byju's, one of the largest players in the coaching and edtech industry in India, with a strong presence in online, hybrid and brick and mortar classes for a range of ages and purposes. Mr. Mohan was part of the founding team at Byju's over a decade ago and rejoined the company last year, now heading its India operations. Welcome both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's jump straight in. I think the element of these guidelines which has been the most discussed or disputed uh, because it is hardly followed today is that it restricts coaching to those below 16. So if I can get your take on that to start with. A coaching currently uh, occurs for pretty much all ages um, starting even for as young as kindergarten uh, and certainly even coaching for professional examinations starts as young as class 6 so how do you think the coaching industry will respond to this and what will be the impact of this rule to restrict coaching uh, to those above the age of 16 only i personally feel that it is a very good idea to restrict coaching to children above the age of 16 the reason why i say this is because the pressure on young children to be able to start thinking about doing well in the terminal examinations or getting into other courses or even to do well within the school curriculum is so enormous that restoring the childhood of children below the age of 16 at least is a very welcome step but again having said that i am not very sure how much we can regulate this because as we know that um, large num- proportion of the coaching industry or the tuition industry is really uh, informal and very small It, many of them may have more than 50 students but they are very small and very sparsely spread across the country thank you uh, mr mohan you your institution does provide coaching for a range of ages uh, what do you think of this restriction Yeah yeah first of all uh, thank you for the question this is a burning issue we keep getting questions from the parents on on uh, what is going to happen so on and so forth and i i agree with uh, professor ramachandran that uh, the load on today's kids are very high and uh, we have all been talking about how to reduce it because we know uh, from our background that you really don't need to spend 18 hours your day of your day right from fourth standard to be successful in your life that that's not really true that's more like a, a trend you're following without any understanding but let me take a step back and and explain to you a bit about this whole um, lower age coaching right or what we call as foundation programs so typically what happens is that in india 
students and parents who are interested in cracking je examinations and neat examination start early and do something called as foundation program from 7th standard onwards so what happens in foundation program is whatever syllabus you learn in schools you learn application level uh, concepts and workshops on the same so that the students start thinking at one notch high to put a very simple example uh, a physics topic uh, like mechanics in their school will teach them uh, questions in one dimension but uh, you will be taught how to apply the same concept when a three dimension question comes in now why is this important it is important because for a student who wants to crack a je examination or a neat examination with top scores need to start thinking at that application level now fundamentally you, we should all understand that this requirement of this product of this or this market is an outcome of the supply demand gap which exists in the market today if you want to get into a top iit with great scores you need to do that so the problem here is i don't uh, know how will we implement something like this because this i don't think is coaching it is basically teach helping you learn what you learn in school deeper and deeper i am totally with you on on uh, trying to reduce the uh, load on the kids but we should also do something about taking the quality to the level a je examination or neat examination requires in our schooling system when you speak about foundational classes and foundational teaching and you know teaching concepts isn't that something that is supposed to happen in our schools uh, what role does coaching currently play in indian education does does the growing coaching industry signify a failure in our own education system does it seek to supplement or to supplant the indian school system actually there is there is a huge failure not only in the education system what the schools teach and how they teach but also there is a huge there are two issues here okay, if i if i may the first issue is that what is taught in school is very much determined by what happens in the final assessment or examination and given that our examination system is so rote oriented and so memorizing oriented that uh, schools also end up teaching exactly that as a result uh, not all schools and not all teachers actually help children dive deep into conceptual understanding of issues the second issue which i find is more troubling for me is that the aspiration of a child going to iit or medical college is not necessarily that of the child it is the parents aspiration which is being reflected on the child and therefore the parents start putting pressure on the child state starting from class 5 or 6 or 7 and that is a very disturbing trend because we have heard that uh, this not only increases the tremendous um, Uh, stress levels of children but we've also heard from countries like china and south korea and even in places like japan where the aspirations of parents and aspirations of community and aspirations of children there could be a disconnect and we're not allowing children to explore what they need to do and finally be ready at a time when they're in maybe class 10 or class 11 to decide what they would like to do and that is the reason why till class 10 so many different subjects are being taught so therefore there is these two issues need to be kept in mind so professor amchandran i i think you have hit the bull side there and i think the solution is that our 
our uh, culture or our system today right our parents have broadly looked at the possible careers for a student as engineering and medicine and this is culturally which has been happening for many many years right the but then the world is not about that world is about so many other things right financial commerce uh, possibilities teaching possibilities law as an option go and uh, work abroad as an option in my view india today is becoming the human resource capital for high skill jobs in every domain i think the only solution to change this is to make the parents of today know that the world out there is much much bigger and hence spend more time and effort in helping your kid understand the true potential of what they want to do i believe that the schooling system and whatever you call as coaching centers actually helps you develop that too if you are helping the student go deep into what they like in smaller classes itself so i don't really find any of these things as a trade off but it's more about uh, educating the larger uh, parent ecosystem saying that there are much option and let the kid decide let's give knowledge to the kid to make the right decision that's that's how i would like to think about it so sure. mr mohan could i return though to the question of you know what role do you think coaching plays in indian education is it supplanting the school system you uh, you know co- coaching institutes uh, higher teachers coaching institutes now have curriculums uh, what what is the purpose then of and as and some coaching institutes of course have classes during school hours how does that work So Vincent let's be honest about it coaching is finally there to help the students crack the ultra competitive examinations like JE UPSC uh NEET so on and so forth that is the only objective of it now these examinations have progressively become harder because of the increased competition and hence uh, coaching has also evolved into structures which will uh, help a student get to that level with intensity of studies and volume of curriculum you're saying it's only about competitive examinations in large parts of the country coaching seems to simply be remedial support or you know the, the child has not understood from class or he has not done the work in the class and so he comes to coaching or to tuition uh by interchangeable words sort of and i think research has shown that there's higher levels of tuition and coaching in states which have higher levels of government school systems this is the point of to make that when we talk about coaching or when we talk about tuitions it happens at different levels if the school system itself is dysfunctional in the sense that the uh, the school or the teachers are only teaching to the curriculum teachers are not focusing on whether the child has actually learned and therefore move ahead and therefore there is an inherent problem in the way teaching and learning happens in our school system the the poorer the area the more difficult the terrain the worse is the school system so therefore we have these coaching centers which not only cater to the hyper competitive examinations but it caters to all levels it even caters to cracking that 10th board exam it also caters to cracking the 12th board exam it caters to cracking the provincial civil service railways bank i mean you name it so therefore there are different degrees and different levels at which the coaching is happening and a lot of it in fact if you look at uh, what asar survey has been saying since 2005 that a very large proportion of children attend this coaching centers or tuition centers 
to in order to help them cope with the syllabus in school itself and this is what i call the shadow education system there is the main education system and there is the shadow and the tip of the shadow is this competitive hyper competitive examination preparation that is only the tip of the iceberg but if you go deeper coaching is happening at all levels for all kinds of uh, objectives uh, the other area of course which is probably only over the last decade where coaching occurs is, is online coaching and mr mohan your uh, company is an expert in that how do how these guidelines don't really seem to apply to online coaching what kind of regulation or what kind of guidelines would you say would be needed for this growing field i mean see um, on the regulation aspect also i would wait for some time for this to uh, uh, be more uh, structured because i the way if I, if i look at the entire guideline this seems to be like the initial cut and the feedback we are also getting is that this will evolve and uh, we will get to know the final the de- finer details in in time so i would wait to see that in my view uh, the see as as you also mentioned right the existence of tuitions uh, in the ecosystem points to two things one the student is not or student and the parents is not finding the school system effective enough and feel that more has to be done and second is the ineffectiveness of the school systems itself you showed the data that uh, the the incidence of coach of tuitions in states with more state uh, government based school penetration is higher it's correlating right so it it shows the two things now what we have tried as an online company is that we said that why should the access to good teachers be restricted to cities or uh, or metros where there where, where the population and markets of offline exist so what we said that we we will use technology to get these best teachers uh, to the tier 3 and the smaller towns and through internet gives the access to the best quality education to students across this has been the ethos and philosophy so we have tried to solve the same problems with uh, tuition center would have solved in these places but we took the quality a notch higher by giving access to better better teachers so from that manner i don't feel that uh, a regulatory paper is required on that because the flexibility associated is always there but more than happy to see if there is any restriction required which can make the life of the kid better uh, i'd like to bring another dimension to this uh... You see, the buck actually stops at the state government level. You know, education being what it is, it's in the concurrent subject and both. While government of India can issue these guidelines, how effective they are going to be depends a great deal on how the state governments are going to implement it. And here, I'd like to make two points. First is that state level regulation means more bureaucracy. and the given education bureaucracy is not even able to supervise the existing schools leave alone ask them to do this additional work of trying to go and see what is happening in the shadow education system and second which i am really afraid about is that it's just going to increase rent seeking it is just going to increase corruption at all levels of the bureaucracy because after all you commitment to putting down the guidelines and actually implementing them is not just one about political will it's also about the cap- capacity of the administration at all levels to be able to take these guidelines and convert it for example there is a parallel when the 
postnatal um, prenatal sex determination test guidelines were brought in it took many years for states like haryana and punjab and gujarat and uttar pradesh where this was happening in a very large scale to actually start effectively implementing it in the early years there was no political commitment and there was also a kind of an administrative um uh, uh, should i say unwillingness and therefore it led to a lot of corruption lot of rent seeking it is only when the political commitment became pretty strong in a state like punjab that they were able to implement those guidelines the reason why i'm giving you this example is because guidelines are only as effective as the government system is and if you have a already overstretched bureaucracy look at the education bureaucracy is highly overstretched the number of schools have gone up in leaps and bounds but the number of people in the school administration at the district and block levels has not gone up at the, at the commensurate level so therefore we need to be very careful about what do these guidelines actually mean the guidelines will be effective only if there is both political will and administrative resolve to take it forward that's such a important point and the government has said that you know while these guidelines have been brought out by the central government they are leaving implementation and monitoring to the states so as you mentioned uh, you know and whether the states have the capacity to do so is is a good question let's just return to the as question. simple as parcel i just want to add there and as simple as the the guideline talks about a competent authority where the coaching centers need to go and register as the the detailing should be which is this competing authority is it a local municipality is it the district educational authority these details thing have to come so i totally agree with professor uh, uh, professor that they have said that they want you to register within 3 months of these guidelines being implemented or uh, but uh, there, there does not seem to be any indication of some of these things so that's a question for staff if i could return to some specifics in the guidelines uh one of the things is uh, that's highlighted is uh, the mental health interventions um they're not very specific but the government does state that these guidelines come in the backdrop of many students taking their own lives at coaching centers uh the high profile ones at kota but even others and so how did we reach here and what is the way to prevent uh this kind of pressure this kind of uh, response to pressure as well and what what are institutions to do about this you know i i would uh, i would say that the most important thing is very large scale public education about the adverse impact of putting this kind of pressure on children from an early age i think here our media has to play a very important role and so does the school system that it's important to dialogue with parents to dialogue within communities and even for our political parties to take it up that you just need to make people more sensitive to what it requires to actually help a child grow up and support a child growing up and instead of putting too much pressure on them i think we are it's not only in this because i was asked by government of india many years ago to develop the guidelines on corporal punishment now when i went around the country there were parents who were saying ha marna chahiye bachchon ko school mein tabhi to sikhenge so without that kind of public education on the adverse effect of things like corporal punishment or adverse impact of this kind of stress that you're putting on children at a very early age we not be we won't be able to change the system by just bringing about a guideline or providing counselors in schools 
I think we have to get all stakeholders, especially the parents, teachers, and even community leaders on board. Mr. Mohan, would you like to speak to um, the pressure as well as the uh, interventions that the government is suggesting? Yeah, so uh, Priscilla, my uh, thought process here uh, puts the parent at the center of the entire process, right? Um, See, current world, right? And I interact with students very closely all throughout. I really love doing it, uh, which is the reason why I took education as my career. What I see today is the modern day kid uh, is a world in his or her own there, uh, I mean, uh, at least uh, at the time we were growing up and all, are the level of closeness, uh, the level of connect we had with our parents, I don't see that anymore today. The kids are in their own world. Uh, the multimedia, uh, the OTTs, the mobile phones have really taken them away. My point of view here is that um, I think the, 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 the parents should be more involved with the kids in their education that is when they will also realize the kind of uh, the kind of pressure the kind of uh, daily problems a kid goes through where they start appreciating the thing i totally agree with the fact that even today a large number of our parents feel that if the kid doesn't get into a top engineering college or medical college they are doomed for their life uh, their career which is not really true the world has changed a lot So there has to be mechanisms today to educate these parents that no, there are so many opportunities out there. What is really required is spend time with your kid to understand what is his or her basic skill set. What is that thing which they will be successful in? So I I, I would more focus uh, the solution around the parent and the parent and the student becoming closer as good as being friends and ensuring that provide that uh, ecosystem of support the kid really wants. So I agree that the media and society and parents play a role. But do you not think the coaching industry plays some role as well in uh, in this kind of pressure, Mr. Mohan? See, the pressure is finally because of the competition. Why do the why do the parents send the kid to the to a coaching center? They want the kid to be successful in a particular uh, examination, which is a hyper competitive examination. Now, if you have signed up for a particular objective, there will be a extensive curriculum, there will be uh, uh, workshops, there will be examination, there will be mock papers, there will be a, a enough amount of work the student will have to go through. Now, the whole question is that. Uh, Um, I mean, like, what is, where do you say that, no, this is where uh, we realize that, okay, this is not something the kid is liking it, probably we should look at an alternate profession for this. See, these are questions which the coaching center alone can't answer. This have to be a combined decision. So this, so I mean, like, like we can keep saying that there should be regulations, uh, uh, like student has to be treated, there should be no pressure. But finally, the patient has also paid their, uh, I mean, like a uh, lot of money to, uh, and bet on uh, bet on the kid in for their future dreams, right? You also have a commitment towards that parent. So these so are not easy questions to be answered in black and white. Right. You're saying that you're responding to demand. 
Absolutely. That's what it is. So I don't really think that um, uh, the solution is a regulation or saying that we'll stop or pressure. No, it's not really someone putting pressure. It is because you're trying to make the kid do a particular uh, uh, thing which they have signed up for. If you don't do it, it is uh, basically you're not uh, I mean, uh, completing the service you have got paid for. that, right? So these are not simple questions to be answered in black and white is what my point is. Yeah, I agree. Not black and white. And uh, I agree, I really agree, entirely agree with Arjun that it's not black and white. But there is one issue which I think we need to highlight here is that in today's world, the number of professions, the landscape of what a child can do as the child grows up is actually being expanded on a daily basis. And I think even parents and the community at large is not even aware of the various opportunities. For instance, I come from Tamil Nadu and then I'm sure in from and studied all my life in Andhra. I find that the whole pressure on just the just engineering medicine, engineering medicine is so enormous in states like Tamil Nadu and Andhra Pradesh that the parents are not even willing to look at other professions. When and then when the IT industry came in, they saw engineering as a as a pathway to IT. Yeah. And therefore, I think we need to do a lot more about what are the other professions that children can go into. The sky is actually the limit now. And with the coming in of uh, generalized artificial intelligence and the, I don't know what will happen in future with that, I think we need, we need to have a lot more debate in the media and information in the media about what opportunities actually exist. And of course, needless to say, very serious and good quality career counseling that is being done at that needs to be done at the school level. Yeah, and and I think the guidelines also do recommend some of that counseling to happen. Uh, another thing in these guidelines is that they uh, they point out that there are uh, false and misleading advertising being done. They say by uh, the coaching industry, and they again it does not stipulate how exactly they want to regulate that but they they mention it and they say that it should not be done mr mohan do you think that in a sense when there is such advertising it is cre- it is not just it is creating demand right is it uh, is that so sorry basil i didn't hear the last part can you repeat it sorry when when advertising promises children that we will get you a high rank we will you know ensure that you get in here there uh, which much advertising does, does that then in a sense create that demand and create that pressure? And uh, what would you say is misleading advertising? See, again, uh, we are we are basically talking about a uh, few elements in the industry doing things like that, right? And I don't really think that uh, education or uh, ed tech is the only industry this happens. Misleading advertisement happens in every industry, right? Uh, people say that my product can do this, that... But that's a small uh, subset of uh, players in the industry making up tall claims. Just that uh, in case of education, this has caught the interest of a lot of people and there is a lot of uh, uh, chatter around it. Uh, but I truly don't believe that the uh, the established large players, which has got uh, the right kind of education product and focused on academics, does things like that. When they publish a rank, um, there are 100 questions being asked on top of it. 
education in itself, uh, if you look at a Baiju's or Akash, it's not a product which is bought on impulse. It's a product which is which has a very large uh, sales cycle where the parent and the teacher uh, students interact with a teacher or the counselor understand every aspect of the product go into the details about this rank sometimes even want to speak to the student uh, who got the rank and then finally make a decision so just because some companies did things like that and it uh, uh, caught the imagination i really don't think uh, you should uh, put the entire entire industry uh, in 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 the uh, watch point there but yeah unfortunately there's a lot of chatter around this but i'm pretty sure that with uh, with so much of focus coming in and regulators talking about it uh, i mean before this regulation coming in the the, the advertisement council abc has always been very uh, acrimonious and uh, and exacting about it as a result of which i think uh, this problem is largely solved even the smaller elements smaller companies are now worried and double checks things before going out i think a big issue, um, Priscilla, because uh, even if there is so-called regulation on what is advertised, but the fact remains that most of the institutions, after every time a JAE results are out, all newspapers are full of these full-page ads with multiple institutions claiming credit for the same students. I really feel it is it is trying to it is actually hyping up an ecosystem where. They want to compete with each other. The issues about competition between these various coaching institutions. Yes, not just competition that students face. And when we talk about advertising, of course, and we talk about a product, it's it's a commercial transaction, and that's another aspect that the guidelines uh, cover. That uh, the issue of fees, of fair fees, of refunds, of uh, you know prorata refunds, and it goes into some detail on these. That uh, if a student leaves a course halfway. Um, that their their fees should be refunded on a pro rata basis, uh, and and issues like that. Uh, and this also has come on the basis of complaints from parents from uh, regarding a number of institutions, including leading institutions. Uh, what would you say about that? Are these uh, are these regulations viable? Uh, how should they be put into? Um, how should they be implemented? Priscilla, the question is uh, on the refunds and the pro rata refunds, right? As well as the fees structure, it's one of the areas in which the guidelines actually go into some detail and specifics. Yeah, yeah. See, see. Uh, again, um, finally, education is a service industry, and uh, if the service doesn't happen uh, as per the expectation, there is a contract uh, about it, right? So there are certain institutes who says that. Uh, uh, as per the contract, uh, a certain part of the fees will be refunded. There are certain institute which is very clear that the product is which is sold has got full access on day one itself. So there is a particular refund period after which no refund can happen. So uh, all these things, whichever institute, whatever they are doing, it's a contract which is signed between the customer and the organization. Uh, as you rightly said, right, although these are specifics, um, the implementation will be a regulation saying that for uh, when you are selling this kind of product, this should be the refund policy, which should be which should be part of the contract given to the. Uh, student trying to regulate that contract. Now, 
the government is trying yeah. to stipulate what that contract should say. I do understand. I do understand that. I'm so I will. Uh, so this this is, now this is becoming a little bit of legal thing. Is is something? Is this something which comes under the ambit of the government? Which government will do it? Will it be a state government? Which will be a central government? Things like that. So hence, I would still wait for the uh, for the. Uh, for clarity on all these things and understand the legal aspect of it now in my view these are all uh, good points which will help uh, solve uh, the noise and if there are um, uh, issues on the delivery point of view but i would uh, wait for uh, details to come in before making any comment on it thank you professor ramachandra want to comment on the financial and commercial aspects of these regulations and the industry No, one minute, um, Priscilla. I think uh, the guidelines also says that the coaching industry will come under the Consumer Protection Act. Now, that is a very welcome step, if you ask me, because uh, after all, there have been many cases of many well-known institutions which have refused to refund the fees, or where parents have taken loans and the EMIs are being paid uh, even after the child has uh, withdrawn from that course. so these kind of issues need can only be brought under the consumer protection act but be it as it may the fact is that the, i don't know how effective the consumer protection act is across the country and whether children in rural areas and remote areas are even aware of the fact that they can go to go and demand the fees back yes implementation i think is uh, the key as both of you have pointed out on this issue Uh, I think we've really run out of time. Uh, we've gone to thirty-four minutes. Would either of you have any concluding statements to make on these guidelines or on the uh, on on the future of the coaching industry? I think my closing comment would be that uh, when government brings out these guidelines, they should not just talk about and respond to one small category of institutions or um, structures that exist in our society. they should have taken a much broader view about the tuition industry in general and what is happening to the school system without re- reforming the school system without reforming our examination system without reforming the system for entrance into professional courses we are not going to be able to reform only the coaching industry thank you mr mohan yeah so my uh, closing comments will be uh, the the education uh, ecosystem in our country whether it's supplementary or formal uh, it is as it is today because because the because it i mean i, I mean it has been responding to the demand which exists in the in in the market now until and unless you solve the systemic problems uh, i don't think you will be able to uh, solve for the crux issue that is the well being of the student so my only request will be that when we are coming out with regulation we should i mean the government should actually think deep on why are these issues even there can we do something about the supply demand uh, issues which have been there forever and i'm not saying that it is not happening we are moving in the right direction the number of seats in medical colleges have increased the number of aims has has gone up uh, the focus on nursing is very high the uh, the um, the knowledge about alternate professions are slowly growing i think that's the way to solve it as long as we are, uh, parents and students know that there are so many ways of being successful and having a good life uh, a successful life uh, uh, in future these problems will automatically uh, get solved because the market dynamics itself will change 
so that that's what uh, my objective and and what i would like to work with the government to make happen thank you so much both of you for offering your perspectives and your insight i think this has been a fruitful discussion thank you so much thank you bye bye thank you thank you basila thank you